I think we live in a world that doesn't know the difference between the public moments and the private moments. I think we're increasingly becoming, and this is just my old man rant, so please let me do it right now, because like I said, I'm a parent now, and I'm so scared for my kids who are growing up in a world where now they're growing up publicly. Everybody has their own broadcast journalism degree called Twitter. Everybody has a license to express their own opinion. And the phrase that got me is what his brother said. They want to convince him. They say, you got to get out of Galilee. This is too remote. This is, this is not the right place for you to become a public figure. Put the verse back up in verse 4. No one who wants to become a public figure acts in secret. And see, this just goes to show that even though his brothers might have seen him do some really cool things, they didn't believe in who he was and they didn't understand the purpose for which he came. You can be impressed by Jesus, but still not really know him intimately. You can even have a relationship with God, but still be living out of the wrong place. And his brothers present to him a temptation that we've already seen him face before in the wilderness when the devil told him, if you really are the Son of God, turn these stones into bread. He could have done it, but he didn't. If you really are the Son of God, throw yourself off this high place. Let the angels catch you. He could have done it, but he didn't. Because if he would have done it to prove something, if he would have in that moment felt the need to prove, authenticate, or validate who he was, it would have undermined the purpose for which he came. Can I preach about this? I think all of us in an area of our life feel the pressure to perform. I want to be a good friend. I want to preach an excellent sermon today, but I've got to get it really clear in my mind who I'm doing it for. Because if I do it for the wrong audience, I'll do it with the wrong motive. I'll do it in the wrong spirit. If I do it to please people, then I will be dependent on people for my reward or justification. Jesus knew if I turn the stone into bread to prove to the devil who I am, I'm performing for the wrong audience. In other words, why am I going to put on a show for my enemy? I don't have to prove anything to you. So when his brothers say, look, if you go to Judea, there's a lot of people there. It's basically like Coachella, uh, Old Testament version of Coachella. It's the uh, festival of booths, or they call it here in, in your NIV version of the Bible. The Festival of Tabernacles is called both. There are seven different festivals that we could talk about that the people celebrated, but this one was only once a year, and he, he, he was going to go. He was going to go. He just wasn't going to go publicly. He was going to go, but he just wasn't going to go because they pushed him into going. He was going to go, but he wasn't going to go just to show off. He, he was going to go, but he wasn't going to go because they said he ought to go. He was going to go, but he wasn't going to go because he was forced by an external manipulative pressure to do something that wasn't in his heart to do. And it was a a seven-day festival. Seven days. They, they would thank God. It was a fall festival where we would thank him for the water, thank him for the grain, thank him for his provision for us. You know? And they would, they would live 
in booths. They'd have to build them when they got there, and they'd live in them for the whole week because they wanted to remember how their ancestors had been provided for in the wilderness. And so it's going to be a big crowd there. And yet Jesus knew something that we would do well to remember. The crowd is crazy. The crowd will kill you. You spend your life performing for a crowd, it'll kill you. And you're like, I'm good. I'm not a preacher. I'm not a singer. I don't perform for people. It's gotten much deeper than that now. It's the feeling that we get when we start offering ourselves up in a form that is more impressive to people but is not authentic to us. It's the mode that we all get tempted to get into when we start trying to bring a version of ourselves to a situation that we think will make a good impression. That's what his brothers were saying. You need to get out here and do some more water walking. <laughs> you need to get out here and do some more food multiplying. I mean Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> if you really are. Hmm. That's weird cuz have you heard about the fraudulence complex? It's a psychological term. It's also called imposter syndrome. And they use it to describe how many of us, even if we reach a certain level of success, we're unable to internalize it. It's used to describe how sometimes you can really be functioning in a role, but deep down feel like you are not really capable and you are not really worthy of the role. And so when people give you a compliment, you can't even receive it because it feels like they're talking about somebody else because you know so much about yourself that you explain away your strengths and wallow in your weaknesses. It's called imposter syndrome or fraudulence complex. It's a psychological phrase that's been around for decades, but it's been around as long as since Moses was standing in front of God and said, Who am I that I should lead the people? on this mission that you've given me. I have a stammering tongue. I can't speak very well. And Even when Moses actually did what he was called to do, there was a part of him that still believed that he wasn't the one to lead the people. And so, While the next generation went into the Promised Land, Moses' body was buried in an undisclosed location. He stood on Mount Nebo and Pisgah looking at the promise of God, unable to enter into the promise of God because deep down inside he felt like a fraud. Sometimes you don't really feel like you're qualified to be a dad. Sometimes you feel like you are screwing your kids up. I told one of my kids the other day, just start calculating your therapy bill so I can start making prepayments on it because I know I'm screwing you up, but I am trying my dead level best right now. It's just that 
you're 13, and I still feel 13 sometimes, and I never did this before, and I'm not a hypocrite, but I kind of feel like a fraud. And it's this feeling of waiting to see when are people going to see through my false confidence to realize that I'm really scared, and I'm sinking down inside of myself, and with every syllable that I speak, I'm wondering, do they know that I don't even really feel like what I'm saying is very intelligent, and I don't even feel like I should be in this room, and I don't even feel like I should be in this relationship. When you feel like a fraud, there will always be a pressure for you to overcompensate and perform to prove to people what you are really trying to prove to you. There's the message. See how, see how it got quiet when I said that? It wasn't Jesus' brothers that were putting the pressure on him. Jesus' brothers were simply giving voice to the temptation that existed all along. It's one thing when the devil was tempting Jesus. It was another thing to be tempted by those living in his own house. Can I take it further? It's another thing to be tempted by the voices in your own head. Sometimes there's something inside of you telling you that you are not enough, and since you feel like you're not enough, you start trying to do all this stuff to prove that you are enough. The problem is the people that you're trying to prove it to aren't even paying attention because they're so busy trying to prove to somebody else who isn't paying attention, who isn't paying attention to the other person, and now we're all posting and proving, but inside we're dying. Jesus said, I don't perform for popularity. I perform for purpose, and there is a difference. And I'm not going just because you want me to go. And it says something so cool. It says, He purposely stayed away from Judea. I love that phrase because there are some places that you need to stay away from on purpose. Because if you go, it's going to kill you. It's going to kill your joy. It's going to kill your contentment. It's going to kill your sanity. It's going to kill your peace. Jesus said, if I go to Judea, they are waiting to kill me. And You've got to know the places that you cannot go, whether it's on your phone, whether it's in your mind, whether it's in your scenarios. Jesus said, i got to stay in Galilee right now. I'm going to meet you at the feast. Because if I go in there right now, they'll kill me. I got to know where to stay away from. Hey, thank you for watching. Make sure you subscribe to this channel so you don't miss a single video or live stream. And share this video with a friend. And don't forget, you can join me live every Sunday. Thanks again for watching.